case some of you are concerned, Brown Street doesn't have a school of preaching, but Brown Trail does. Uh, Charles has come from Brown Trail. That's like the pot calling the kettle black. I make my own share of mistakes, so uh, don't worry about it. The parable of the sower. Tremendous thought for us to consider in the life that we live. A lot of things that Jesus taught were taught for those that were wanting to learn, would be able to understand, but you can guess even from the reading this morning that some of the disciples were struggling to understand what was the meaning of this parable that he was using. So he would explain it to them. That application comes down to us today. There's the sowing of the seed. It falls on the four different types of soil and brings up four different types of results along the way. Seed is a very powerful, small item. I have up here two items that are at least 50 years old, close to 50, will be in September, one of them. One will bear fruit, the other one for 50 years has been encased in plastic, the grain of wheat or a shaft of wheat. And you know something? As long as this is in here, guess what? It will never bear wheat. It just remained as it is. This one is the seed of the Word of God. This one's 50 years old. The Bible I, re- I purchased from the money I first received from preaching 50 years ago. Now it can still bear a seed. Uh, it's picked up, it's read and used, and then sown into the heart. You notice from the reading, the seed was sown into the heart. And would it bear fruit or not is dependent upon not the seed, which is the pure word of God. It's not dependent upon the sower who scatters the seed. Any number of individuals can scatter the seed in one way or another. As mentioned years down the road, there was those when the Iron Curtain was still standing, who smuggled Bibles into the iron, behind the Iron Curtain. The individual was traveling on a train, the preacher going into the, one of the countries there, and the conductor came by and saw him reading his Bible and asked to see it. He looked at it, paged through it, opened up the train window, and he threw the Bible out. The preacher's Bible had all his notes in it, all his uh, notations in the margin and everything else. Some of you got Bibles that are well marked up. Some of you don't mark in them. That's okay as well. But anyway, he tossed the Bible out of the train window. And he's thinking, gone, lost. It was years, 15, 20 years down the road. He got his Bible back. 
with a notation in it. An individual was walking by the train tracks, found the Bible, picked it up and began to read it. Learned the truth and obeyed the gospel. And he just thought maybe the preacher might like to have his Bible back. So he sent it back to him. Never know the scattering of the seed of how it's done. It doesn't matter. Talked with individuals and been able to convert individuals who have picked up literature that have been passed out door to door. And individuals have taken that literature or, and thrown it in the gutter. And an individual found that literature in the gutter, picked it up, looked at it, read it, made, us, made contact, talked the gospel and obeyed it. You never know how God works. The trust is our understanding. The seed is the pure word of God. That is what to be that is what is to be scattered wherever one goes. And it can be scattered in a variety of different ways. There's no one proper way for it to be done. We live in a, in a world of technology. It's available online. Many of you have it on your iPhone or your cell phones one way or another so that you can read scripture and study scriptures. Get on the internet. A lot of articles are on the internet. As with a lot of things, simply because it is on the internet does not, does not mean that it is true, despite what a lot of people may think. But there's a lot of good articles on it. We have a web page and we have articles on there and so forth. So the scattering of the seed can be done in a variety of different ways. We have that technology today with the television, with the radio, shortwave radio, a lot of work being done in the American Samoas and uh, on radio. A lot of great works being done around the world by the scattering of the seed, mission printing. I was doing a brief count one day and trying to figure out about how many pieces of literature have been assembled by the downtown congregation for mission printing. I think somewhere online is over a million pieces. Over a million pieces that we have assembled, stapled, collected, taken back to mission printing, and then they have been sent all over the world. Never know the impact or the power that is there in trying to scatter the word of God. We may not think that we're able to do much, but it's what we contribute to the scattering of the word. Helping to support Charles Morrell in the school of preaching is one as well as others that we've helped through that school who have been able to go on and now do other works in preaching and teaching the word of God. The seed is scattered everywhere. It even it is scattered on the rock or the pathway, the, the solid ground. We're more than likely it's not going to bear fruit. But the key there is more than likely. The birds will come through, the devil will come along and take the word out of the heart before it has a chance to take root. But oftentimes even that hard soil has been changed 
Saul of Tarsus would be an example, would he not, of a life being changed by the power of the Word of God. Known in, at times individuals or in the physical realm that uh, parking lots have been blacktop over time and time again, and you go out there a year later and some little seed has come through all that blacktop and popped out on top. They do it in concrete. They do it in a host of different ways. There is still power. The power is in the seed. It's not in the sower. The power is in the seed. Ours is to scatter it, even on those who will not receive it. We look at a lot of works that may be engaged in, a lot of works that have been done, and we can think it's been, in, it's been futile. It hasn't been to any value at all. Any results been given. But we never know. One thing about seed is it's small. It can travel. It can lay dormant for a while, but there's a time when it can be shattered and opened up. You just never know along the way what you do. Notice on Wednesday night, you reap where others have sown the seed. And you sow seed that others will reap. You never know what you do of the end result of what you do for the cause of Christ this side of eternity. And I don't know, I'm just speculating. I think on the other side of eternity, it will not matter who sowed the seed to the souls who obeyed the gospel. And will that ever be known? That's up to God. But simply saying, you sow wherever you go. The Word of God in a written form. The Word of God in a spoken form. The Word of God in a tract. The Word of God in any variety of different ways. The Word of God by your kind word. The Word of God by your kind deed. You do your good works. That your Father in heaven may be glorified. You never know the end result of that, of how well it will bear fruit down through the years. There have been individuals, of course, around the world in a variety of different ways that have heard the gospel by something that was done a generation before in a different part of the country that bore its fruit on the other side of the country because the seed was there and then it was allowed to germinate along the way. Oftentimes, we tend to want to get into judging the soil. I'll talk to you if it's a good prospect. I'll talk to you if I think it's a good opportunity that you might hear, believe, confess, repent, and be baptized for the remission of your sins. Otherwise, I don't have time. It's not what the parable is saying. The parable is saying, as you go through life, you simply scatter the seed everywhere you go. Because again, see, you're sowing. 
And it may be a generation or two down the line that it may germinate in the lives of someone else. This is a translation that was given in 1901. The lives of the individual. It wasn't printed in 1901. Okay, don't get me wrong on that. But it was a translation in 1901. For those who use the King James, you go back to 1611. You can go back to the 1500s if you want for different English translations. Somebody spent a lot of time And translating this from the, or this is the New Testament, from the Greek into the English. So that somebody speaking English could pick it up and read it. Could learn the truth and obey it. So what they did in the late 1800s still bears fruit. As it does with any English translation we have. Those who labored and sow in the seed it still bears fruit. Contrary to what we just mentioned in the auditorium class this morning, we walk by faith and not by sight. But we like to walk by sight. We have scattered the seed. Where in the world did those one million tracks that we assembled go? And into whose hands have they been placed? And what is the end result of what we've done in just that particular area? There's no way of knowing. And it really doesn't matter. We sit over at Broad Street, we collate, and we staple transport them to mission printing over in Arlington, put on a ship, sent overseas. We never know. Those that we helped support, Brown Trail School of Preaching, the work that they do, the work's been done down in Mexico and other places, contacts that we made through various ways in Mississippi and then over here and so forth, you scatter the seed wherever you go. You believe you're doing God's will. You have a trust that God is able to use what you do for his glory and for his benefit. I do not have to walk by sight. It's always that nice tendency though, is it not? always like to see that good soil, like to see that seed hit that hard and germinate and blossom and bloom forth and that person go on to do great works for the cause of Christ. But even in the seed where temptation came and took the seed away, who knows what that person had done before the seed was taken away? Where that may have gone. And the seed on the thorny soil that was choked out by the riches and the cares of this world. But it did flourish. And it had an opportunity as well to germinate or so be scattered into other hearts as well. One of the beauties of God you see in creation 
Again, you can take that which is the smallest of the seed and it can produce. First, I'm talking about recently about the blue bonnets and hearing them pop. And then if you go over them with a lawnmower, you scatter the seed and it gets bigger and you just keep scattering the seed and on and on it goes. It has no end. We need to believe that about what we hold in our hand. This is the seed of the Word of God. It needs to be scattered as broadly as we can in a variety of different ways. It's always sad when you see it's discarded away. It's always interesting too at times to go into well, I go into half price books on occasion. There's usually only about one section I really go to. You go in the store, it's down on the left hand side, just before you get to the children's books. And it says Bibles. And at times it's just interesting to look through there. And then a lot of them could have some writing or some marking in there. Who gave it? Who they gave it to? And what was the occasion that it was given? And it's amazing. Some of them are old. Some of them are fairly young. Some of them who have been given to by parents or whatever find their way to the bookstore in a short period of time. Sometimes it's a little bit longer. You just never know. But the beauty of this seed, again, as opposed to this seed, this one always has that opportunity. This one probably would if I cracked it open. But as long as it stays like that, it won't. But this one always has an opportunity of being scattered. Always an opportunity of bearing fruit. The soil is where the problem lies, is it not? The soil is something that we get to look at in our own lives, our own hearts. That's where the seed is to be sown, is in the heart. And we've grown hardened to it. Do not care what God has to say. Don't live the life the way I want to live it. I've set my rules and my regulation. Do what I like to do. We respond to it in a way that it kind of quickly brings forth some seed, but never takes root. Never sinks deep down into the soul. And when temptation comes along the way, it's gone. We live in a world that is dominated by Satan, and rest assured, Satan knows his job. And he is very effective in his job. And very destructive in what he does. Sad thing is that destruction is eternal. Temptations. That sly of the hand, if you will. To make it look appeasing. It goes back to Adam and Eve in the garden. 
When Eve listened to the serpent say that you shall not surely die. Remember that was a conversation. For every tree in the garden we can freely eat, but of that tree we cannot. For the day we eat it we shall die. Satan says you're not going to die. Notice the transformation that takes place. You look earlier, every tree in that garden was already beautiful. But when she was told that they would not die, she saw that the tree was good to look at. Pleasant for the taste. A desire to make one wise. Where did all that come from? Where did, all, where, where did that come from? Satan, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Satan placed that there. That which was good within itself was turned in to be viewed in a different light. And that's what Satan does in this world. A lot of things out there, but he can take them and he can change it around to that lust of the eyes, the lust of the, of the flesh, and that pride of life. How many have that destroyed? The thorny soil, the thorns, the thistles, they're not pleasant. Those who receive and follow for a time, but because of persecution, And the cares of this world. See, that's the other ploy of Satan is to make everything. You need to take care of the flesh. You need to take care of number one. No one else is going to. So you, it's your responsibility. And the cares of this world can choke out the word of God. Do we not believe God? I'm always with you. Never forsake you. I attend to your needs. The problem is we do not like the way that he tends to our needs. Because he tells us throughout the scriptures, does he not? There'll be times when there are those who are in desperate need of physical needs. Has God abandoned them? Go over about 1 John 3. If your brother's in need and you see that he has need, you take care of him. Where'd that come from? God supplies his people. Do we trust him on that? God cares for his people. Do we trust him on that? God protects his people. Do we trust him on that? Do we absolutely trust him on that? That he will never abandon us. He will never forsake us. That he will always watch over us. It may not be in the way that we would want it to be. It may not be to the degree that we would like it to be. But that's not the issue. The issue is do we trust God? The deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this world can choke out the word of God. We have a home in heaven. 
to where we're striving to go. There's a home in heaven for those who would believe and trust God. And the only way they're going to know about it is to have access to his word, the seed. And the only way they can have access to his seed is by the scattering of the seed. Simply do our part. Scatter the seed wherever you go. By word, by deed, by thought, by prayers, whatever else it may be. Do those kind deeds along the way and let God take care of things. Use those opportunities that have been given to us to teach, to share, to encourage, to help them along the way so that they can be or can become his children along the way. Are you sowing the seed of the kingdom, brother? Wherever it is that you may go, are you sowing that seed? His will is that we would love him, obey him, serve him, live for him, and one day, one day, to dwell with him eternally in heaven. While we pray and while we plead, as you see your soul's deep need, there's a need to respond to that loving invitation that God gives. If we could assist, if we could help, indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.